Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, I think we are off and running. <laughs> um, so welcome to the Avenue Road Podcast. Uh, this is brand new for us. So if this first episode just feels absolutely uncomfortable and awkward, you have no idea what it's also like to be in this in this <laughs> office, uh, surrounded by mess, trying to record this. So uh, multiply your awkward, and you will be somewhere with us. Uh, but anyways, this is the Avenue Road Podcast. Uh, you might have heard our sermons, they come out every Tuesday, but we thought, well, we can do better and we can do more. So uh, we thought we better do something else. And we came up with this. And so this is a new format, a new thing we're trying. And uh, I am here with our communications director. I'm here with Carly. Hey. And yeah, <laughs> hey, just, just a sultry introduction. I just, <laughs> I just really want to start it out with like, yeah, have you ever heard how Jackie Hill Perry, like, no, at, she always goes. Hey, saints and ain'ts. <laughs> and I just love that. I mean, if we rip off other podcasts, we can just say we had it first. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and when the lawsuits come, we'll just I will it. not rip off Jack Hill Perry, but fine. <laughs> uh, so before we get started, I thought we should perhaps uh, introduce ourselves, tell you a little bit mm-hmm. about ourselves, and then we can just get right into it. So uh, Carly, why don't you start, tell us what you do at the church, and tell us your story in two minutes, which is plenty <laughs> of time to tell us everything. So go. <laughs> okay. So I'm the director of communications um, at Avenue Road Baptist Church. I um, handle social media platforms, uh, so just like just website and whatever. Um, <laughs> I also do their general administration. So if you call the office, I'm your girl. And yeah, yeah, just uh, there's like a lot of different random things within that, but that's kind of the bulk of what I do. Um, as far as me and who I am. Um, my name's Carly, and I am a recent graduate of Heritage Bible College, and yeah. I will up. forgive you for that. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to. Um, grew up in a pretty small town, not a whole lot going on there, and yeah, I became a Christian at about 15, um, yeah, and life just changed radically. So here we are. I don't know. That's and about as much as I can give in two minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Was, that's, that's it. You got all the good details. There you go. What, what's the small town? Because we want to judge this small town. Oh, it's like Halton Hills. Halton Hills. So like a rich small town. All right. I lived <laughs> like a little outside in the country. Okay, yeah, so in the probably. country. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, and okay, well, thank you, Carly. I am uh, Lucas. I am the lead pastor here. Uh, I recently am the lead pastor here. I just took over about seven or eight months ago. And, uh, I mean, I've lasted seven months, so I can't be doing a horrible, horrible job. Uh, I might be doing a bad job, but not a horrible, horrible job, because they let me stay this long. Uh, if Trump can't be impeached, then Right, you if can't you can't impeach Trump, that. you can't impeach Luke. That's That should be our, that'll be our opening. You can't impeach Trump, and you can't impeach Luke. Uh, we just lost half our listeners, because oh, we rough. mentioned yeah, Trump, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I am the lead pastor here. I was previously the youth pastor here. I have been a youth pastor for 11 years. Um, the last two and a bit were served here, but prior to that, I have kind of been all over. Uh, I am not a graduate of Heritage. I actually went to Emmanuel Bible College. I know. We're, our schools were like, uh, we'll say enemies, but in like a good, like Peter and Paul enemies, like good Christian friend enemies. Oh, yeah. um, I'm from Hamilton originally. Uh, so not a small town, but a very poor town. Uh, but I loved Hamilton, and I'd move back in a heartbeat. And uh, yeah, I, I, my accepting Jesus is a long, long story. And I think we'll do a, an episode down the road where we share our testimonies, because that would be cool. And I think maybe 
give a bit uh, more in-depth about us. But yeah, I think that's most of what uh, our listeners care for. Um, perhaps we can just say why we did this podcast. Um, Carl and I both had this conversation like many times about starting, uh, you know, some kind of a podcast or using using social media more effectively. And uh, so we've been podcasting our sermons for close to eight or nine months now and we just thought well what can we do next some people might not want to listen to a sermon for a half an hour and so uh, we talked about this and this is kind of where we went where we come up with uh, Carly tell us in your opinion why why do you think this is important why do you think this is necessary why do you think anyone cares about what you and I have to say or, or maybe they don't I mean <laughs> specifically you and I I don't know um, you know I think that doing this podcast gives us a chance to break down um, some of the stuff we talk about on Sundays. I think Sundays can be, um, they're really valuable in the sense that there's fellowship and there's teaching, but I think that often times, like, the best, the best, like, teaching moments are after the sermon, are, like, when Mm. you really, like, dig into, like, what does that mean for me? Like, what does that look like in my life? Like, what does that even, like, what's the the background of that or the context in which that will really apply. And I think that a podcast gives us the chance to walk through some of the things that maybe we didn't have time to talk about on a Sunday or that are just, I don't know, more digging into, I don't know, what it, what it means for us. And even just like if there's any confusion about what we talk mm. about on Sunday or like misconceptions, like we can address those here. Like Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's a pretty good response. <laughs> I try. Um, I would say uh, my response is similar to Carly's, but also uh, I just can't get enough of my own voice. So I just <laughs> I just want to listen to myself <laughs> talk all the time. And I think uh, that the whole world needs more of my voice. No, I'm just wow. kidding. Um, no, I thought the same thing that, you know, I think sometimes in a, in a 25-minute sermon or in a half-hour sermon, People might hear something and go like, oh, what does that mean? And maybe we can address it. Maybe we can answer it better. Uh, maybe someone, you're right, misconceptions, I think those happen. And it's especially easy, I think, to have a misconception when um, you're not in the congregation on a Sunday morning. So maybe you just heard it on the podcast and you thought like, whoa, what, where is that coming from? That was left field. So I thought maybe we can answer some of those. And uh, your questions can always come in if you leave comments on the podcast. We will actually get them. So if you leave comments, questions, we will address those or we'll do our best Uh, Or if they're really, really hard, we'll pretend we didn't see them. (laughs) So uh, with that, we are going to, I think, dive right in. And we wrote a few questions uh, about this past week's sermon. If you haven't listened to this past week's sermon, a quick background. We are in a month of prayer. And so we have been discussing prayer for the last three weeks. Uh, And this week we looked at a verse from James where it says, uh, I believe it's James 5.16. It says, the prayers of the righteous person are powerful and effective. And we looked at what does that mean? And so how do we as Christians pray? And so we came up with maybe some, maybe some clarifying questions. If you haven't listened to it, go back. It is online and you can find that and give it a listen and then maybe come back in and maybe we can address some of those questions. So with that, uh, why don't we go? What do you got there, Carly? All right, I'm going to run these questions. Um, all right, Lucas, you preached about prayer and how we're supposed to pray, um, but why is this something that you think that the church needs to talk about? Like any further than we already have. <laughs> Well, I honestly, the whole idea about prayer came from, um, I think, I think first, I wanted to do it in January because my dad has this stupid saying 
and it's annoying when he says it, but it's actually really good. Um, so I don't want to, I don't want to give him that, that it's a really cool saying, but it's, <laughs> he says this thing. I know he, he won't listen to this. He won't know how to find a podcast. Okay. <laughs> uh, he has this thing where he always says it's smart to start and it doesn't make sense because you're starting. But the idea is that you should start with prayers, right? He's getting out of this. So since I've been a kid, I've always heard this saying, it's smart to start. And it's bothered me how, how dumb, but also how right it is. So I thought like as a church, why don't we start 2020 with prayer? Um, we have a history as a church. As a, in our past, we went through a lot of struggles and troubles and trials to get to where we are today. And we are on a great road to recovery. And uh, so I thought, well, why don't we start with prayer as the foundation? Because I think prayer is, that's our start. That's where we start as Christians. Uh, so part of that, but also I just think we don't pray enough in the church. Um, I don't think we we pray enough. I don't think we are as committed to prayer as we should. I don't think we pray as boldly or confidently as we should. I think that um, by and large, we've lost prayer a bit in the church. And I think it's not something intentioned, but especially in Western culture, we've kind of busied our lives so much, we almost give ourselves this excuse that we are uh, we're too busy for prayer, which is uh, kind of ironic. It makes me laugh about Martin Luther said, like, he was in a really busy season, and he said, like, I'm so busy, I have so much to do um, that I will start with three hours of prayer. And I laughed, like, when we're busy, we often be like, okay, well, we'll skip prayer, or maybe we'll do, like, a 30-second prayer at the end if we have time. Whereas I think uh, the fathers of our faith, and I think the people uh, who gave us these great examples, like Martin Luther and others that would go, like how if you're too busy, you need to be spending more time in prayer. So I think by and large, those are the, the two most important things why we started with prayer. But uh, there's certainly lots of other smaller reasons. Um, yeah, I don't know. Does that answer? Yeah, I think so. I think, I think that touches on the topic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, all right, cool. So then I have a couple more questions. but So we'll keep moving. But um, why do you think that most people struggle to pray boldly? And I know this is a really, I feel like that's such a big question. And I feel like we could talk Fair. about that for a really long time. Yeah, this could be an entire episode at least. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Let's try to just touch on it. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a, I don't know, there, I think there's a plethora of issues from maybe we weren't taught it to maybe we're new Christians, maybe we're afraid i think the i'll say i think the two biggest reasons why we struggle to pray boldly um i think one is a lack of faith uh and then i think uh the other one would be that we're afraid to approach god with with real thoughts so i think i'll go back to the back lack of faith one i think praying boldly i look at um you know elijah who was so confident and bold in his prayers when he's on the mountain um, against the prophets of Baal, he just kind of said, like, it's like he sets this whole thing up and he's so arrogantly making fun of these prophets of Baal. And it's a great story. If you haven't read it, you should go back. Uh, and then when he's all set, he sets his altar up and he goes, answer me, God, and show up so these people may know that you are the real God. And he's just so bold. He just expects and knows, like, I'm going to say this and God, you're going to show up because he's on a mountain with 450 prophets. And if God doesn't show up, he's literally going to be killed for what he's just done. He's just ridiculed them. But he prays that like bold, confident prayer, knowing that God's going to be there and God's going to show up so that God gets the glory. And I think in the church, we don't pray like that because um, we're afraid that God might not show up, mm. right? Like we're afraid, what if I say this big, bold prayer and God doesn't show up? And so we, instead of praying a big, bold prayer, we give ourselves like an out, like a contingency. So we pray things like, oh, you know, God, if, if it's your will, would you would you maybe please 
do this thing and we ask for something like much less than what we really wanted like if we're praying for someone who's maybe dying we, instead of praying boldly for healing we'll say like oh no god you know make them comfortable let them know you're you're there and you're loved and i think that's a cop out because what we really want is healing and so i think sometimes god knows we didn't ask for what we really wanted and i think that maybe makes god sad that we haven't asked for what we wanted because we're showing a lack of faith that we don't think he's going to come through. And I think our God's bigger than that. And he absolutely comes through. And he's just waiting for us to ask what we really want in the first place. So I think it's that. Uh, and I think the other part is that we're just afraid to be real with God. Like, and, and by that, I mean, it, you, you've, read, you've read the Psalms. They're great because there's parts where it's just David angrily yelling at God, being like, this is kind of crap. Uh, I don't like that this happened. Uh, I'm angry about what's going on right now. And so, you know, Lord, show up and strike these people down or strike those people down. And he's just so real and authentic with God. And I think we in the church maybe have forgotten that, that we're allowed to express frustration with God. We're allowed to express when we're angry at God, when we're sad, when we're confused. And so we only want to go to God with maybe praises or, or thanksgivings. And, and we forget that we can go with those, but so much more, like, yeah, I agree. I think sometimes we try to like, um, I think, I think there's, there's just like multiple things, but when I think about like what you're saying is that it's almost like we want to wrap our prayers up. So they're kind of like nice and tight. So like if we, mm -hmm. if we are disappointed, then we've already kind of prepared for disappointment. So, right, we, right. so we've just like, we've wrapped all of our feelings up already where we're like, you know what, this might not happen. So if it's your will, whatever. And if it's not, then, then we're cool where it, Whereas, like, the idea of praying boldly kind of leaves this this open issue of, like, okay, well, if he doesn't come through and I've just prayed boldly, then I have to deal with the fact that right. that he, that it was not his will. Mm -hmm. And so then I have to, like, that's a whole, that's a whole new can of worms where I'm, like, Absolutely. okay, God, well, why didn't you then? Yeah. And then you have to, like, come to terms with that as opposed to in one setting being, like, you know what? I've already decided everything that I feel about this. And if yeah. you come through, I'm ecstatic. And if you haven't, then I'm prepared. And it's like almost a control issue. Yeah, absolutely. But even on the flip side of that, like there's there's definitely that. But I think that sometimes there's also maybe a kind of a, a mistaken idea of reverence in that. Hmm. Like where we almost create this issue of like we revere God to a point where we don't where we don't feel like we can ask for things or we feel right. like if we do, then we're like not being respectful of the fact that like it's ultimately his will. Right. And so I think, but I, I think it's a combination. Right. But I know for myself, like when I ask, when I pray boldly to God, there's definitely this sense of like, of like, oh, who am I? Like right. who am I that I would like get to ask for this or right. like expect this from God. Right. And I think that God is often saying like, that it's okay for us to like ask him like right. he wants us to approach him he wants us to like approach him with i don't know boldness um you, and i think within that there can be reverence in approaching him boldly but it's just feels like complicated. as you're saying that i'm thinking exactly like you're saying about reverence mixed with boldness and i think of uh abraham when god's like oh, i'm gonna destroy this town and he's like oh well what if we found 50 righteous people in it would you still destroy it and God's like, oh, okay, if we can find 50, I won't. And he's like, okay, but what about God 45, right? Like, what about if we have 40? And he just keeps going. He's like, what about 40? What about 30? And it's just so like, I read that. I'm like, that's so arrogant almost. Like, 
God says he's going to do it. And like, I think we'd be like, okay, God, you just, you go ahead and do it. Like, sorry. And, and Abraham certainly has a reverence and a f- fear, a healthy fear of God, but also knows it's okay to boldly go to God. And be like, well, hold on a second here. What if we find this? Okay, you're saying that, but what also, God, if we have this? And it's almost like, it's okay to go to God and challenge him a little bit. And you may lose that challenge, but he may go, all right, yeah, like I appreciate your boldness and your confidence in coming to me. And I think that shows a reverence in knowing that like you respect and fear God so much that you you are comfortable approaching him with a big ask, um, but knowing that he's a God who listens, right? So yeah, I appreciate that. I wasn't even thinking about that. That would have been a great example in my sermon on Sunday, but... <laughs> Next time. Next time. Um Cool. Do you think we're good to move on to the next one? I think we can go to the next one, yeah. Okay, even though, yeah, we could definitely continue talking about Mm -hmm. that. (laughs) Limits. Um, Okay, so let's see. Like, what bothers you the most about the church and its understanding of prayer? As a whole, like, as a body of Christ or even as a local church? Yeah. Or even as A or B, C? I mean, I think the answer is for three. I think it's as a global church, a local church, and a, like, Avenue Road. Like, I think... It all is my frustration. My biggest frustration is the same with that is that we haven't made a show of prayer. Mm. And it's like Jesus was super clear about when you pray. Like he literally said, when you pray, don't pray like this. Don't pray like these people who love to sit on the corner and pray super loud so that everyone hears. But go into a room, lock the door, and, you know, God who hears in secret will answer your prayer in secret. And it's we know, we read that verse and we go, yes, okay, so Sunday mornings we will have one person stand up front with a microphone uh, and they will pray on behalf of everyone else, uh, and that will be our only prayer time. And it's just like, oh, hold on a second. We've missed something here. Like Prayer is so much more intimate than that, and so much more than that, but we've almost relegated our prayer life as a church to that you know, four to five minute prayer time on Sunday mornings, and it's, it's so much more than that. Uh, and so I think that would be one of my biggest frustrations, but we also do that individually. You know, we have these prayers, and if we're asked to pray on a Sunday, um, you know, we, we can't go up there and say a nice simple prayer that's 10 seconds long or everyone will judge us. We have to pray one that uses as many words that end in ology. Father God. Yeah, and we gotta, <laughs> you gotta stuff in like the maximum amount of Father Gods that you yeah. can in one, in one prayer. Like you want a record set, Father Gods. And, and so we do this like filler type prayer and I think it's garbage. I think like, who are we trying to impress with our prayers? Like mm. we're, we're, we're trying to impress either other people uh, or we're trying to impress God, and like neither one of those is acceptable. Like prayer is between you and God, and prayer is to God about God, and the attention is on God. The attention shouldn't be on you. So if you're concerned with, you know, making sure you say all the right words and and the best words, and it's long and beautiful with pauses and deep, then your concern is about the show and not about the prayer, right? So I think that would be my biggest frustration. Uh, I don't know if you share that frustration. Yeah, I think I think something that's always bothered me just a little, <laughs> just a little, is um, that, I mean, yeah, even what you were saying, like, there's something, uh, I don't know, like, wow, words, but just, <laughs> <laughs> but like the prayer that you pray in secret is like answered, like I like to right. me, I feel like there's there's a lot to, there's a lot that says like that it's a, that it's like necessary and good to be like praying on your own in your own time and like by right. yourself and like in those quiet corners and I I think that it doesn't add up how much pressure there is to be good at praying publicly and to and I think that that 
in part kind of like creates the issue of people feeling like they have to yeah. be really good at it or like say all the right things because it becomes like what are the people around me thinking when right. I sing? And I don't know. There's just something that doesn't add up about how God is saying like this is how this is how one this is how Jesus was praying and like this is what he was doing and like he was taking time to be with the Lord and like there was I don't know there's just something more there's something so intimate about that and I think we've created a really toxic understanding of prayer by yeah. just just by the expectation that we have to be out loud about it and right. I don't know I I don't know where where we can find like a healthy medium yeah, of, yeah. of like, yeah, it's great to pray together. And there's sure. like, there's something so big and like such a good fellowship moment when you like are in prayer with one another, but right. it's, it's so hard. Like you have to check your heart. Like, mm-hmm. am I focused on God right now? Or am I focused on making sure that I'm being very articulate? Right. Absolutely. Because I don't want to look like an ass or, yeah, Whoa, I don't want to look bad in front. <laughs> if if you could only see Carly's face that she just dropped a curse word on our church podcast right there. Oh, it's so great because we can go back and bleep that out. But it's an amazing. I wish we could show your face when she just realized, like, oh gosh, I'm gonna lose my job for saying oh, that. Oh my goodness. Uh, that was. That was golden. Sorry, guys. Sorry. You know, I'm still, <laughs> still in the process of psychology. I mean, the word the word ass is in the Bible, so I mean, I really feel like that's not a swear. If You're you right. can say it in a prayer, and we can sing it in songs. On Christmas, we sing, like, the ox and we ass did. kept time. Yeah. I was a little bit shocked. So. Okay, that's what I was referring to, by yeah, the way. Yeah, of course. We, when we say <laughs> ass, we mean donkey. We, of course. Yeah. Don't be immature and think <laughs> yeah, that we've got something up, Grow up, guys. <laughs> Honestly. <Okay. laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Oh, somebody get me out of here. Okay. Um, all right. What are you preaching on this week? And, like, what do we have to look forward to? So, yeah. <laughs> Give so us the, something to look forward to. Something Lucas. to look forward to. <laughs> inspire us. This is our uh, final week uh, preaching on prayer. Uh, and we're preaching. Uh, I'm preaching, not we. It's just me. We're preaching on. Uh, I will also be preaching. Yes, we will all. Everyone will be preaching. We really believe in the priest of all believers. So on Sundays, everyone gets a turn. It's a long experience. Um, I'm preaching on the Lord's Prayer, actually. I thought, where do I end a conversation on prayer? And I thought, you know, why don't we end on where the disciples say, like, teach us to pray. And Jesus says, all right. And he gives them this prayer. And I think the Lord's Prayer is important and it's valuable and it's beautiful. And I think it's also one of those things that we've kind of lost touch with what it was done for. Um, you know, if we don't say it every Sunday, then God's not there. You know, we have to say it every Sunday or it doesn't count. And I think we've almost to some degree said it so much that it's lost its reverence. But at the same time, some places have not said it enough that we don't understand the importance of the lesson it can teach. So we're going to break down the Lord's Prayer a little bit and see if we can glean some lessons uh, from that. And we'll see where it goes. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, well, I think we better end it before Carly drops any more curse words and uh, we both oh, lose guys, our jobs go for this. So we, <laughs> we should spend some time in prayer. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for endeavoring with us uh, on this new journey. Uh, if we could ask something, we would ask that if you could go to iTunes or Spotify, whichever one you're using, uh, and go on there and click a follow, share this podcast with your friends, be it on Facebook, Instagram, the Twitter, uh, whatever social media. If you're not social media handy, then like write it on pieces of paper and hand it out to friends. Um, 
But I mean, if you could go to iTunes specifically and under iTunes, find our podcast and give us a rating. Uh, if you could rate us, that's really helpful because even if you give us a really low rating, it still rates us and we appear in more searches uh, and it helps people find us and find this podcast. And uh, that's always beneficial to us. And uh, give us some feedback. Let us know what you think and if you have any ideas on where you'd like us to take this in the future. Don't come at me for swearing in this. Don't, it's accidental. Don't come, <laughs> don't come at me. Don't at me, guys. Don't at me, bro. Yeah, we won't put any of our socials down so that no one can find us and at us. And we're not going to – what do they do like that's doxing these days? We're not going to get doxed over this. So <laughs> – I do not want anybody sliding into my DMs. Yeah, no one slide into anyone's DMs over this. With all the this. comments. All Anyways. the hate and the trolling. But, uh, <laughs> well, thank you for listening, and uh, we hope you have a blessed week. All right, bye for now.